0: Welcome to Talk Thirty to Me, a show where we talk about the perspective of thirty somethings on life. My kid is an asshole. Love. Did I tell you about the girl curler- that dumped me twice in a week? And the never-ending pursuit of fulfillment. My name is Anthony,
1: but most people just call me Turd. And I'm Randy Z. Let's start the show. So 2017.
0: Yeah. So we really kicked off the year in different in different fashions, and. It was interesting, to say the least, how the year unfolded. I guess January is kind of a calm month in terms of a lot of uh, business and and all that, and especially it being an inauguration year where there's a transition of power, and we haven't had this in a while. And and I was thinking about that, so it was a pretty a pretty low key start to the year. I mean, I could you, could you kind of walking on still eggshells. call it? Okay,
1: okay, everybody's walking on eggshells, but they like today. Or, yeah, no, don't want to say today. Yeah, let's let's just say today because we're talking about inauguration. Today is the twenty first, the day after the inauguration. Mm-hmm. Trump's first day as president. Trump's first day as president.
0: And, Scary fucking sentence. And how many people showed up for the marches today? Ah, uh, probably more than what who showed up for his inauguration. But if you ask him, it's two different stories because right. apparently he went on a <laughs> he went on a fucking rip on a tear rather. Well, his uh, press
1: secretary did. I saw that today.
0: Oh, my God. They are calling the media all kinds of yeah, naughty things.
1: So did you watch any of the inaugurations? The stuff? whole thing. You did? Yeah, I my watch, daughter
0: and I, yeah. I didn't watch anything. That's funny. She was, she, I mean, you know, it was a scary time. The juxtaposition of the TV and, and my daughter and uh, looking back and forth in between them, I'm like, man, this is surreal, you know? Yeah. She has no idea living through it. You know, the whole world has changed, and neither did we as kids, thinking back to even the Obama presidency the first time he won to know it, and what kind of an impact that had on the world, it It didn't measure quite as um quite as much as it uh, does now. And I, I guess it's because of I, I would like to say age. And with the age comes the responsibility and all that. and it it's a very it was a very somber moment, and then he got on stage and started his speech. And I couldn't help but think, what the fuck? You talking about Trump? Trump? Okay. That you talking about? I thought you were still living in? No, I didn't see. That's the thing with Obama. I didn't watch any of it. I did. I was really into it. I
1: remember that was the first time I ever donated towards a political campaign or a candidate, and and actually got more active uh, in in the process, especially like getting my fan, fan, fans, getting my friends, uh, with me and going to the polls. You know, one of my friends it was his first time voting, and he hasn't voted since. Which is different the way
0: you know the system works in California. The state's already pretty blue. Do not believe that. What? I don't believe that. Don't believe what? I don't believe that no one should vote just because of the state. Look what happened in all the swing states. Well, no, oh, yeah, Democrats have these states. Blah blah. Yeah, but that's. Look, swing I'm not states. a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. But eh, I mean, still, but that's sports. that's a swing state. When a state is like California, that's been tradition traditionally blue or liberal or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. It's it's everyone perpetuate that mentality and see what happens. That's well, all I have to say. Okay,
1: but what I'm trying to get at is the fact that the electoral college is not representative of what the popular vote is. Now, if the popular vote was more reflective of, or is more reflective of what everybody wants, but doesn't reflect what the accurate accurate depiction of the state's delegates.
0: Yeah, well, we're not gonna get into the semantics of politics right now, but it's the moment, history in the making. Okay, and it, it's juxtaposition. On history in the making um, throughout the past 50, 100 years. You have so much going on in the world. And to really just, I guess, compare historic moments throughout the years, I, I would rate this as probably the most historic moment in the sense that America now has to reflect upon this for the next four years. And really, people are saying four years. I think it's like two years. Because in the other, in the latter half of his candidacy, or his presidency, rather, he's going to be campaigning again. Right. If Really, you lose him for two years, and it just becomes Trump's cabinet running the country. Right. Which is, I it, guess, going to be all four years, because Trump can't run the country. But anyway. If he's not impeached. He won't be impeached. You don't think so? Well, the majority of the House and Senate are Republican.
1: I don't know. I mean, he could ruffle some feathers, even with- He
0: could, that. and he probably already has. But- Okay, so his inauguration speech was just that, ruffling feathers. He mm-hmm. attacked Capitol Hill. He attacked politics. He attacked politicians. He said he's giving the country back to the people. Did you see the Bain comparisons on that one? Did not.
1: That's yeah. interesting. Literally, almost verbatim, parts of his speech were from different cartoons
0: and different movies. It was hilarious. Well, I guess you could do that. He, these are the things with political speeches. They're very generic. And they're written by people who, guess what? watch cartoons, and watch movies. So they're going to be derived for some creative avenue other than just figuring shit out on their own. That whole uh, adage, don't reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. It, we lease creative, creativity from other people, the nature of the world around us. Every thought is leased. I mean, I guess we could say that the First Lady leased her speech
1: <laughs> from... Uh, the previous first lady, Michelle Obama. So, I don't, I don't know. However, you want to look at it. I get, I guess everybody borrows from everybody in some regard. To steal like an artist, that whole mm-hmm. uh, adage. But you just can't deny that this is feeling a lot like an alternate reality. In in the sense of, I don't, I don't know how you feel. I don't know what you think. But this is for me. It
0: feels like this. This can't be real life right now. Politically, I'm not gonna tip my hand on which way I lean, but I'm definitely, I, I, I'm definitely not opposed to people with good ideas. Trump is not one of those people. <laughs> I mean, just fa- I mean, let's fa- even people in his own party are like, "Who, who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah. You know, um, it's scary. I think someone was equating it to uh, idiocracy, you know, to an extent. And I love that movie. I think it, it could come true, essentially, if we let it. And I had some time to reflect on this, and I think this is just a way for the country to hit the reset button and just say, let's let's kind of start over and see where we can go from here. I was
1: talking to Sankeys about this on the way here, and he was like, you know, you had Obama get elected, and the idea of like, well, maybe anybody could become president, right? But no, like that guy has been pretty well bred from his Ivy League education to go into this life. Yeah, but he was a junior senator. Right, but- with Trump winning, you really do feel that anybody can get this position. This is attainable by anybody now.
0: If yeah. If you have the money no, backing true. kind of deal. Uh, I don't even think you need the money because he, he really didn't use the money until probably the last quarter of his campaign where he felt obligated almost to use the money because Hillary was just getting away with slander and uh yeah well all her political ads a campaign spends 60 percent of the campaign money on on ads Mm. on on media um i don't watch television that much so i i guess i must have missed them i wasn't you know Uh yeah but they're on facebook and all that too and i think (laughs) their allegations saying that he had a lot to do with the fake news and uh, i i don't know yeah it's a lot there there's a lot of controversy surrounding trump and uh, you know what the thing is um Watching the stock market and watching, you know, global markets, um, the volatility in the world has just increased exponentially. Every time he sends out a tweet or opens his mouth or something like that,
1: you know, you know what was was crazy is I spent what five days, I was like a week in Spain, and almost every day there was someone that that I met or kind of came in contact with that would ask me once they found out I was American, started asking me about President Elect and what my thoughts were or what's going on in the country how's life like what is what's going on basically right it was interesting to have that kind of conversation from another country that's you know where people are just concerned it, it, it for me that was just such a foreign concept because i grew up in you know the bubble of of los angeles thinking you know even anything outside of california is still like developing you know there's more dirt roads than anything right sure. that's i grew up in a very sheltered perspective i guess um when it comes to Uh, geography right then you think about other countries you know let propaganda seep in and you're like well you know I live in the best country in the in the world and no one else is gonna have these type of things and you go to another country and you're just like Mm. oh this is this is almost better like what
0: so you're, you, this whole time you were thinking like people are still living in Soviet Russia, so the Soviet Union. <laughs> no, 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 it's like, not. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> With the propaganda posters on the wall. No, no, every I. Every time you go to the train station, you're being seduced by the dark side, which is communism. It's like the Cold <laughs> no, War all no, over no, again. No. For you was, every it's day. It's not that huh? bad,
1: but I mean, I could say probably into my my early twenties, I was probably in that same mentality until I until I started traveling. Very um, naive, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, And so then to have these kind of ideas like rehashed or these these thoughts rehashed from conversations I was having with uh, people in another country, it's just completely uh,
0: not boggling. You got to consider the fact that we are a global power. We are a global super. We run the world. We influence so much because we have a hand in so much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to the same effect, I feel like Britain did the whole Brexit thing just based on the fact that they were becoming irrelevant. They're falling out of the world view. So this was their attempt to kind of grasp at more attention. Like, hey, look at us, everyone. You know, we're, we're relevant. Anyway, in most regards, we have assumed that position of global leader and world leader, world influencer, uh, primarily because of what we are able to produce. Not only our goods and services, but our talent, our pop culture, our, you know, our media has a lot to do with it and that's kind of like the crux of what we've become now we're not a, we're not measured by our gdp anymore we're measured by our cultural cultural influence and if you scale that up to to a point uh how often do you hear about the next uh biggest thing out of japan you know, like a biggest pop band out of japan or well, k-pop is pretty big but i thought you meant like biggest thing out of japan I was like like the iphone k-pop <laughs> is korea I know, but I I mean, mean it's we're talking like, how often do you hear about a a group from Germany or Russia or uh, Germany more so Russia? I don't think I've I've come across. You hear of a group out of Germany? What's the last group you heard come out of Germany?
1: Yeah. um, Not
0: very, not very. I I
1: literally have an album on my phone from a band from Germany. Fair enough.
0: But think about the last fucking time you heard a, a Katy Perry song. When you were traveling abroad, I'm sure when you were in Spain, you heard something out of America popping on the airwaves. Oh, yeah. How often do you hear that over here from other countries? You don't. It's very, I mean, you do, but it's very seldom yeah. you hear stuff like that. That's why we're measured by our global influence as a cultural leader more than anything. And now that Trump has taken over and assumed a role in which he can kind of take it upon himself to influence the culture and the export. Um, People are worried because it doesn't necessarily have to be a true statement or a true measure on our ability to influence or or our ability to not influence, whatever side of the spectrum it is. It doesn't have to be true. It's coming from the president. Watching his speech today in front of the CIA, um, in front of the wall of the Gary.
1: So let's let's phrase a question then or pose a question. How do we take, not to say like take back our lives in a sense, but what, what can we do as individuals, not necessarily to be politically charged, but just in your own individual life so that maybe you don't get eaten up by this or by the media or by all the stuff that's going on? How can you take hold of your own life now? What would you suggest or how would you kind of cope with this?
0: Well, I mean, I've coped with it by just ignoring it, but I think that he's doing such a good job at... Making it very difficult to ignore him. Um, I would say, if you can't ignore it, I don't think there is. I mean, how do you how do you get how do you circumvent the president? You can't. I I mean, you can march, you can protest all you want. What the fuck's going to come of that? Quite honestly, what you're making a pretty good show for the media. But other than that, what is going to change? Look at the Iraq Wars. I participated in probably every single protest that the Iraq wars re- were represented by people against the Iraq wars. And what came of that? We're still in Iraq now trying to fight ISIS. I mean, what came of the protests? Nothing. Who are these? I mean, I, I admire these people for actually taking a stand. But where were you on November 8th?
1: Well, a lot of the cities where these protests were the biggest culmination of people were cities where
0: they, they didn't vote. They did show up. and They, they did, did. vote. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, still, you had a lot of people that said, yeah, I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote. And they didn't show up. And, you know, even you know, honestly, I think if we had Hillary, we would be in a worse off position. Is that fucked up of me to say? I don't think Hillary was a good leader whatsoever. Not because she was a woman. Pick any other fucking woman other than Hillary. You can't I mean just looking at her she she doesn't garner your trust and your faith. She's like that evil grandma who if you <laughs> do her wrong she will pull you aside in the kitchen and fucking hold a knife to your throat. What I, kind of grandmothers have you been encounter with? A lot of fucked up grandmothers apparently. Wow. You've never been held at knife point by grandma? I can't I say that I have. No. You didn't you haven't lived. <laughs> but anyway, I I think we're not in a good situation with our leader. We would be if he didn't talk so fucking much. I think if he didn't talk, he shut his fucking mouth. Talk so much or talk so recklessly? I, I think they both go hand in hand. He's not polished. He's not organized. He has, no, he has no professional etiquette about himself, which is ironic. And then, again, not if you look at his track record. <laughs> anyway, I can go on for days. There's a lot. There's a lot to be learned. And, and the one thing that I think that we can do to kind of be proactive about it and nip it in the bud... Let's just talk about it more. Talking about it more makes it um, a lot more, I I guess that's our way of coping, obviously, because we have the podcast, but it makes it a lot more, um, it makes it a lot more transparent. It makes it a lot more visible, easier to, I I guess, reason with. Because if you keep it inside and you keep trying to process it, it's not going to make sense to, to, to you because you have no way of getting it out there in a way where you can actually digest it. And bounce it off other people. And get opinions. and We don't have to get politically charged over it. And I'm sure I have a lot of friends that voted for Trump. I'm not going to say who I voted for. Because it doesn't matter. It was Joe Stein. I know. It, 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 who was it? It was... Uh, <laughs> Gary Johnson. Ga- Harry Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote in my own vote. Harry Johnson. Harry uh, Johnson. ridiculous. But, I mean, what do you think? What do you think we can do to to help ease ease the pain? I mean, there's there's a couple things that come to mind immediately.
1: I actually was going in a different direction with the question when I posed it to you, um, but I I think relying on, uh, well, okay, I mean, not say relying on, but also understanding how the system works. This isn't a dictatorship, right? So it's not the end all be all. Of whatever he says, that's going to happen. Now, yes, he does have the power to say reckless shit, and for other countries to respond. Or we suffer consequences, or repercussions from that. But for how we move forward as a nation, I think Congress holds a lot power, a lot more power. Absolutely, and yeah. and I think that's where the focus needs to be uh, on on local government and, and repre- representatives. Um, it's hard to do from our state in particular in California because we already have uh, pretty liberal represent
0: representatives. Not so. true we have a lot of republicans in california
1: doing it well representatives I mean, yeah well okay well house reps i'm so, i was saying in senators i mean, i'm right, saying I'm in
0: general actually if you look at it um district wise uh local uh government uh, we have a lot of a lot of conservative leadership which is great cuz i think that diversity really helps balance california and that's what makes california so unique because we have the ability to have a lot of that diverse relationship between um uh, preaching party lines and that's the thing that keeps the discussion going and right. it challenges either side to be better right but even though we have more of a balance or even i still
1: think we favor more of a liberal uh state in comparison to other yeah states in the i, I US. think that'll
0: shift a little bit but,
1: uh, yeah. maybe but traditionally it hasn't it's been more on um, the liberal side of things here, I I th- I think it's it's other states and you know it's fun. I saw something that was was really interesting and I've I've I think we've had the discussion about relocation a few times and mm-hmm. people say you know you want to leave the country and you want to do things and kind of get out of this but if you really want to make impact change like look at where the swing states are and move into those different areas now I don't think there's gonna be a huge shift in people moving to you know whatever I can't remember what swing states were this year I think Florida might have been one uh, no.
0: Oh, I think it was uh, Ohio, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. So, anyway, that was beside the point I was trying to make. But
1: we have to understand how the system works, right? Uh, the electoral college and move appropriately. You know, one, California is already getting pretty overpopulated. Real estate is already getting almost to an unaffordable uh, price point for certain people, right? Self included. You know, considering moving, and if you consider moving to another state, because cost of living is going to be perfectly, uh, it's it's going to be a lot more manageable, not perfectly fine, but a lot more manageable, why not consider a swing state?
0: I, I wouldn't say even a swing state. I mean, you can go anywhere and make a change, even in California. I wouldn't even advocate leaving California, because still, a lot of the uh, politics in general can use a facelift. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think... I don't necessarily agree with them, but who's that one, um, the one guy that does all the documentaries and shit like that? The fat Michael dude, Moore. Michael Moore. Don't, don't agree with him, but he said something that I actually did for once agree with. It's like, no matter which party you're looking at, they both need to rethink what they're doing. He phrased it in from the democratic side and that's fine. Democrats, I, I think definitely need to get their shit together because they shit the bed on this election. No doubt. Hands down. Oh yeah. Um, but the establishment in general, which is one thing I agree with Trump, needs to change. It needs to change. However, is he doing something about it? Not in the immediate present, no, but I think he will, maybe. Probably lose favor with a lot of his, his core um, constituents. But when you look at democracy in general, it's transitioned to a space where it's not safe to participate in. And it, it it almost leaves you wanting to uh, watch from the sidelines to see what'll happen. It's like a fucking circus, you know. Yeah, I think the best way that we can really um, fight this is by involving ourselves more in politics, getting involved at the local level. And I've actually considered this myself. Is in uh, you know a couple of years getting involved in politics and running for office, running for local office, either a supervisory position, a council position, even maybe mayor in, in a handful of years, it is not impossible. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it earlier. Trump and Obama have really made it evident that you and me and anyone that really wants to run for office can run for office. It's not impossible anymore. Who's to say that the people that are sitting in those chairs have done anything different in their lives. They've just focused all their energy toward politics. And you know, the great part about it is with Trump winning, you don't have to focus any of your energy on politics. As a matter of fact, a lot of the local politicians are business owners,
1: mm-hmm.
0: are teachers, are lawyers, people that have no political experience aside from lawyers, maybe really give you instill in you that courage say well you know what? I don't need any political background I can I can kind of do it and win the votes based on my stance and it's a lot easier at the local level because people are actually a little bit more involved with you mm-hmm. and you are involved with them Right. <clears throat> so you know it's funny you say that cuz I literally was having this
1: conversation with Saint Keys on the way here about getting more involved in local local government i i live in a small city and i'm currently trying and i'm still in the home buying process right so it's like that's where my I'm kind of stuck with. You you have roots set. You, you're a homeowner in the city. So it's you're probably going to be here for a while. So getting involved in the local government makes sense. For me, I could be in Orange County or I could be into Los Angeles County. I'm not entirely sure where I'm going to be in the next few months. So it kind of puts a damper on, on trying to do something like right now.
0: It doesn't hurt to get started and to kind of see what it's like and to get a feel for it and to meet yeah. people because they all network. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know. I know. My mom has been. She was asked a few times to run for city council, and I think she turned it down because it was just not a lot of cup. work.
0: A lot of work, yeah, but not her cup of tea for what people were doing. Well, this that's the thing. In order to change something the way that you feel like it should be changed, you have to involve yourself in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these people that are saying, "Yeah, I want the change. I want the change." Well, get involved. Right. Go out there. Participate. Because if you don't participate, then what's going to happen? The same thing is going to happen. The same people are going to take office because they're breeding the same mentality across the board. But unless we get in there and change it, look, it's happening in companies. I see it happening. I'm a part of a a big corporation that's at the forefront of changing the way businesses run and still profiting. By putting their employees in the forefront and still profiting at the same time and profiting tremendously tremendously. We could do this with politics too. We could definitely do it with politics too. We just need to be the, cha- the agents of change. Because if we are not, we fail as a society. We let the fucking Trumps of the world take over and do as they wish. Because the apathy is just overcome. And now people think by protesting instead of actually taking a stance where it matters and getting involved at the point where it matters um, is going to do something. And it's not. Well, I don't think protesting is
1: about necessarily always trying to do something. Yes, it's to let people know that there is unrest with decisions that have been made. But I think it's also a protesting is also a way to let people know in other cities, other parts of the country that we are all feeling this too and we are all out here in solidarity. It's a coping method. Oh yeah, it's engine. coping it's part coping, but it's also letting I don't want to say like letting the establishment know that, you know, we're not gonna stand for you to just like run all over us is, is and not listen to what we want as far as what the people are saying. Right. I, I think protesting is I don't see it as a waste. And it's an inconvenience for a lot of people that are trying to get to work or trying to do whatever the case is. That's the point of it. It's it's to inconvenience people for when people when when protesting happens in in certain parts of the city, I think protesting should definitely happen where government happens or where these conversations are happening or where these decisions are being made to inconvenience them in their daily lives, not just like average citizens, right? You're not gonna protest through the streets of Arcadia. But marching at in Washington, what marching on Capitol Hill, Wash you know, marching in Sacramento. Those are the big cities that I think would have a lot more impact because it's gonna be the local leaders that are, are in position to make change because they see the unrest in the in the community.
0: Mm-hmm. You know yeah, I mean? they'll they'll see it. What are they going to do? They're going to turn their TV off. They're not going to leave the house. They're not going to leave their mansion.
1: Right, but if they can't leave their office, you know, in, in downtown at the mayor's office or they
0: can't leave their office in at the state
1: capitol because
0: people are out there. I don't know. I guess, well, we, we, we can agree to disagree on this. <laughs> I mean, I've been a part of enough protests to know that it really doesn't fucking make a difference. But you know what? My, my stance is firm. Yeah, if you yeah. want to make a change, get involved. Absolutely. If you do not get involved, there will never be change, and that's
1: and and what you're saying is yes, definitely get involved. I think that's something that we also lack in our in our generation is is leaders as mm-hmm. far as you know leading movements or leading the the charge or you know organizers. There's
0: I think yeah we lack it now, but we're late we're late bloomers. I think our generation has been a proven as established, a proven track record of being late bloomers. That's perfectly fine. Get involved. And, and take this as a message. If you're out there and, and you want to partake in lo- local politics, let us know if you've ever thought about it or considered it. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear if you are currently involved in politics. I know a couple of my friends are um, on the local level and that's great. I, I really, I really want to do it. And if I think if we collectively get together and, and really start talking about it, we can, we can make some change. Yeah. I've, I've been thinking about it, but I have no friends that are, that are in it. And I,
1: it's going to do a lot of, take a lot of research on my end. So I would love feedback from anyone that's done it or has any insights on, on how to get involved or how to start those kinds of uh, taking steps to get those kind of goals achieved.
0: So, Hey guys, hop on our Instagram at talk 30 to me, underscore our Twitter at talk 30 pod. And where can the people find you, Randy? You can find me anywhere and everywhere at I am Randy Z. And Hey, I got some news, uh, another change for 2017. I've rebranded my handles, so on Twitter and Instagram, you could find me at TurgSaysNo. I thought that was a great handle. And uh, I love it. For Facebook, I'd rather you not find me, so don't try and find me. But on Instagram and Twitter, that's where I'm at. And uh, be sure to check out um, our Talk 30 to Me Facebook page as well. Thank you for subscribing to another episode of Talk 30 to Me. We hope you enjoy it and continue to share it with friends. Make sure you stop by our website at Talk30toMe.com. For more content and information about the podcast, rate us on iTunes. And if you really like what you hear, make sure you hit that donate button. Really appreciate it. For Talk Theory to Me, I'm Turk. And I'm Randy Z. Peace. Peace.